Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Screen Connoisseurs podcast, a podcast where we're going to try and decide whether films are worth watching or not, depending on who you are. And we're going to try and be a little bit more positive about films in general and sort of talk about how we fix them and make them better and things like that. So I'm Thomas Webster. I'm Jack Wilde. And so for the first episode, we're going to go over some general sort of uh, news first off. So you've been watching a few trailers, haven't you, Jack? Yes. What have you watched? Because I barely watch trailers at all. We know this. The ones most excited for are Antlers, which is um, a Guillermo del Toro one that's uh, coming our way. Um, a horror, uh, which looks, from the trailers again, it looks pretty good. Whether it actually yeah. will be or not, we don't know, because recently a lot of horror films have been pretty... Well, yeah, you say you're excited for that one. We we were semi excited for scary stories to tell in the dark, weren't we? And that's that's produced by uh, Guillermo del Toro as well. Yeah, and that that was more <laughs> of a comedy, if anything. Um, <laughs> but um, then there's uh, Bond. Bond, of course, which, yeah. Uh, looked good, but again, all these are pretty much delayed. Um, there was uh, a Quiet Place two, which uh, yeah. again looks. I. I... <laughs> Decent. Good. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure how excited I am though. Mainly because I do love uh, Quiet Place One. The main issues I have with it is just that, like, I don't know how much further you can take it. Yeah. Um, before it just becomes like repetitive and sort of the same thing over and over again. That's kind of what I'm worried about. There's. But, uh... What was I going to no, say? I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised because it's produced. The the film is produced by Michael Bay. So like, yeah. as if he wasn't a sequel. I don't know why. The from the trailer for the second one though, I had no clue why at all. It just reminds me of Bird Box, which which is not a good thing. <laughs> That's not why, a good thing. <laughs> but it does. Yeah. Um. I mean, and uh, oh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say like. I just don't like the only thing you can do is more world building but then does that not sort of just world building for the sake of world building doesn't necessarily make a film they don't need world building they've got Thomas Shelby on the scene that's a bad thing in my (laughs) (laughs) Tommy Tommy Um, no I generally like I feel like it's just getting made because it was successful and that's it that's the only reason they're making a sequel. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be mediocre. That makes me worry. You know what I mean? That ends up... And, like, yeah, as we're going to talk about later on with with The Ratchet, the worst thing a film can do, uh, <laughs> worse than being terrible, is be boring. Yes. And it's not, that, it's not that, like, I think it'll be boring. I just think there'll be nothing very interesting or new about... It literally exists to tell you about the, the, the things... Yeah, when, pr- um, pretty much. When I, I just kind of cheated and looked at what uh, John Krasinski said they were. <laughs> and I know, so. So, wait, did they actually, like, say... Because, I mean, there's loads of hints in the film itself that they're aliens or whatever. Oh, he, John Krasinski's told basically said everything what they are now. Even how oh, they right. arrived to Earth. He just, when it got delayed, he was like, these are the things. Fair enough. Like, All right, then. <laughs> don't need to watch number two because from the trailers that seems to be the only reason 
the second film exists. I'll watch it anyway, just because. I, I like John. I like John Krasinski, so why not? <laughs> um, you also was like excited about Bond, which is something I'm excited about. Yes. Mainly because uh, the Bond film seems to have the new modern Bond films seem to have some kind of rhyme and rhythm to them where there's one good one then there's one bad one and there's one good one and there's one bad one and when I say bad I don't mean like god awful I just mean not nearly up to the scratch of like other ones basically because yeah, like yeah. Spectre was okay Quantum of Solace was <laughs> it's fine to say that one's pretty bad I mean yeah Casino Royale is like one of my favourite films yeah. favourite action I think mine goes like, Casino Royale, Spectre. No, Casino Royale, Skyfall, and then a big drop to Spectre, and then a big drop yeah. to Quantum of Solace. 100%. I thought, 100%. I thought the ending to Spectre was pretty. Trash. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we should rewatch all the Bond films at some point for an episode and just talk about like what makes the modern Bond good and what makes them bad as well. Mm. Um, when they get Mads Mikkelsen to uh, whack Daniel Craig in. <laughs> certain parts. That's what makes a Bond film good. That's a good Bond film. Yeah. That is a good Bond film. Like, they, in most critics' reviews, that was always a mention of, you know, this is great filmmaking, and more films should have Daniel Craig. It, it, literally, involved. Quantum of Solace, to dumb it down, is just James Bond drinking, like, 20 martinis, getting <laughs> with some agent, and then he kills, like, one million people. I don't remember any of what happened in that film, so that, as far as I'm concerned, that could be the plot, and I would have no way of knowing, because it's so forgettable. The, the thing I heard about it that sounds like pretty right to my recollection, because it's been a long time since I watched it, is that it's just an epilogue to Casino Royale, yeah. basically. It's like additional stuff for I that. I can't remember who the villain is in it at all. I remember that it's, it's Dominic Green. No, I mean He's... I can't like I can't. I know it's Dominic Green. I can't remember like <laughs> w- like what he does or anything. I don't know why I remember Dominic Green as the villain, but none of the actual <laughs> film itself. Like I don't, I don't remember any of what happened. I remember there's a bit with a bin. A I can remember something to do with some oil. But I feel, yeah, I feel like that's the whole thing. I know I can and remember Desert David Harbour's in it. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory of that film at he, all. All I remember is Hotel in the Desert, Fire, Dominic Green. He's randomly. And uh, David Harbour's randomly in that um, extraction oh. extraction film as well. And he, uh, in both Quantum of Solace and Extraction, his hand starts going red. Like he gets a massive <laughs> hand and he starts getting really red. But we'll get into that next time. We have we have to we have to compare the Hellboys soon. But anyway, moving on. We There's a um, before oh. there is one thing I remember from Quantum of Solace, and it's the scene where two guys who look exact well, one is Daniel Craig, and the other guy just looks exactly like Daniel Craig, but they're in different clothes. But it's like it's almost impossible to tell who's who because they look so similar. But I suppose that plays into the thing because he like pretends to be that guy. You mean Judy Dench you and Daniel it? Craig. <laughs> yeah, they look, they look the quite like yeah. Daniel Craig, where they have a scrap. So I remember, I remember being it, yeah. in the cinema and being like, "Who's who? Who's M? Who's James Bond?" 
in any scene with M and Bond. Wait, what's going on? The, um, Wait, yeah, the uh, Mulan was delayed, but in all honesty, I, I don't really care for that right now. Yeah, this is where we disagree. This is the one place that we actually disagree. I'm very excited for that because it's the only one that I think garners a retelling because it's sort of it's doing something different I think, uh, which is it's not that I can't bother with the film in general I just can't bother with Disney remakes right now that's true yeah I mean I don't, you know, I don't really like want that. them at all no neither do I but I think the problem I have with them is that it's just the same story mm-hmm. whereas one it is the same sort of brush strokes but they're going for a bit more of like a like the actual folklore story yeah. and they take magic and stuff and it's sort of just a bit more straight down the middle not a Disney film almost it's, it's very much very much splitting off from what it was doing in the original so I think that's the only one that sort of garnered a remake, it's not quite Lion King where it's identical in every single way except for in Lion King they sing uh, the, the song um, the, the, about the night time in the daytime wait have you seen the remake? No, 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 no. I was going to say. <laughs> That's what I heard that was stupid about it. <laughs> that, wait, so there's, there is extra songs, because I wasn't sure if there was or the, not. The, um, why can't I not remember the song now? The, uh, the, wait, Lion King songs. I remember the songs, wait. It's one of the most important ones, and I cannot remember it at all. Can you feel the love tonight? They sing it during the day. They sing right, it during yeah. the daytime, apparently. What? Do you mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> but that's such a signature scene. They apparently like... sing it at like twelve noon. <laughs> <laughs> Something like what? that. What a weird creative choice that is. I mean, it's it's such a like significant scene. I don't even like Lion King that much. Everyone gets on about how like Lion King's the best Disney movie ever, and I'm like, it's okay, I don't mind. But like, even I know that that's like an essential yeah. scene that you can't really go changing. Not just out of the blue, anyway. <laughs> what a weird choice. Anyway, uh, carry on. Then there was Black Widow, which actually it did look pretty fun, but again, I've lost all interest in Marvel right now. Yeah, me too. It I, does look pretty good. I want to say I'm excited. I want to say I'm excited, but I completely forgot what even happens in the trailer, and that's weird because I've just been listening to like several podcasts talking about it, and I can't remember any of what happened. All in the you trailer. need to know <laughs> is, um, I think it's uh, is it David Harbour that plays the Red Guardian? Yeah, yeah. His head d- does does his hand go? Yeah, red? yeah. His whole and body said, is red. <laughs> what does he say? I'll leave you to say that. You do the best impression of who David Harbour <laughs> constantly turns into. Okay, listen. This is unfair because we. This is an inside joke. We just like to joke about how David Harbour is possibly one of the worst Hellboys <laughs> there is. But it's not. His, it's not his fault. There's only two Hellboys, and one of them Ron, is Ron. Yeah, Ron. Pelton. And he was born of looking like Hellboy. 
they barely put any prosthetics on his face. I heard that's just what he looks like yeah. normally. They actually take it, prosthetics for, off. For Ron Perlman in, in real life, they have to slap on just normal skin tone on him, etc. Because yeah. he's constantly red. His normal... His, Ron Perlman, born, is, he, yeah, he was born red. The, the Hellboy comics are based on Ron Perlman's <laughs> life, so... <laughs> they don't have any issues with that. Um, yeah, we just joke about that, to be honest, because that film is atrocious. I haven't watched it. Please don't watch so... it. Well, yeah. I have. And I don't. I honestly want to do a podcast about it, but I also don't think I should have to expose it. I will watch it because I'm getting close to rewatching the Hellboys. And, uh, well, we can yeah. rewatch the Hellboys. Because the best scene in cinematic history is in Hellboy 2 The Golden Army. When um, he snaps his spear and then it grows back. <laughs> That's that is cool. Very specific. It's so scene. cool. No, that is a very cool scene. That's because he's a cool yeah, character. Yeah. And the two okay, so... enemy yeah, uh, Top Gun Maverick has also been delayed. That that's another one that I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I never but watched the original Most Top of Guns, these so films have, no... have been delayed till September to or anywhere to basically from September anywhere to the end of the year. Does that mean we're doing like a catch up episode yes. at some point where we're going um, to talk about Yeah. These? But yeah, Top Gun, honestly, don't really care for that right now. I don't know why. I think right now I want horror. Yeah. Well, we yeah. always do, don't we? We're, we're big horror fans and we've been disappointed for very many consecutive years of like 2019 was terrible for horror (laughs) when we say horror we don't mean like um super artsy horror so like things like uh the lighthouse which you still haven't seen i've seen um because that doesn't really constitute to me as like being horror like the people can say you know it's the psychological horror of it all they like but it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't quite function in the same way like our favorite, uh, I think our collective one of our favorite horror films is Sinister. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And we, we, I mean, I don't know quite what it is about that film. Maybe we'll do you know a full podcast about it at some point. But I think mainly the thing about that film is it kind of deals with a situation in which you like, I don't know, it's just so cool. In, I mean, one, and if you've not seen the film. But the actions that people take kind of make sense. Um, and some might argue, oh, well, they don't do it fast enough. And it's like, fair enough, but he, you know, has a reason to do it. Um, and then obviously this is the moment towards the end where you're like, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> that specific phone call towards the end. It's such a great moment. And it makes you go, oh, shit. The, the <laughs> oh, main shit. things I like in horror is... One, the main thing for me has to be like um, the the setting. So it's like uh, yeah. the woman in black. You're a sucker. The whole house of it's cool, but the film itself uh, sucks pretty bad. Uh, what the, the, the the one with Daniel Radcliffe. I've always thought you. I li- that literally film. all I like about the house is. But all I like about that film is the house. About <laughs> the film is the house. And every now and again, when like lights go out and stuff, and then um, sound as well. 
Obviously, they have to have a cool, yeah. a cool thing that, for the most part, you should not see within the first five seconds. Sinister two. Um, but <laughs> yeah, sound like it follows is one of my favorites. Because yeah. when, when I watch a horror I... film, I expect to die, and that came very close. <laughs> yeah, you do often say to me, "We're going to watch this horror film. I hope I die," and I often go. Well, don't say that because yeah. you'll die. And then I'm still here. You still, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. you're still here. We so, wouldn't be making this podcast I mean, uh, if there was a good <laughs> enough horror film out there. That's the goal uh, of you watching movies at all: is to eventually one day die because a film is truly but my favorite one. Oh I... yeah, continue. My favorite no, one on, though is. On. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know. If it's not sinister, it's not follows. It has to be the Babadook. The Babadook. Yes, this is a film I've watched once. and need to watch again because you, you, I don't have full you appreciation pick up on, for You it. pick up I on so do. much more when you watch it again. The only thing that again, yeah. the only thing you hate is again the kid. But then at the same time, when you get halfway through, you vibe with him slightly because he's the only one you can trust. Well. But that's the, that is the only thing I remember about the Boba because it made me want to yeah. never have children. Yeah. I hate the kids. <laughs> I, I'm going to nominate that as the next yeah. episode's film that we watch. Do you want to watch the Boba yes. next week? Gladly. Cool. Um, so that's everyone's warning. You know, watch the Boba uh, in the next two weeks or so. <laughs> we'll be talking about that next um, episode. Um, next. Oh, well, I'll just give. I'll just list the, the next ones. They're not that important. But okay, Peter Rabbit yeah, Two, yeah. Eternals. Again, I know nothing about. I know what Eternals is. I've heard nothing about Eternals at all. It's got a yeah. massive cast. Um, I know that. Um, and they're based off like yeah, Greek gods. I uh, think Ghostbusters Afterlife, Morbius, which uh, mm. looks weird. A, a <laughs> Spider-Man spin-off with Jared Leto. Yeah. Okay. But it's trying really hard to be part of the Rainyverse yeah, and the MCU. It looks pretty stupid. What very confusing. Um. Yeah. Fast and Furious Nine. Oh hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> um, Shang Chi. <laughs> Shang Chi delayed till uh, May. Yeah. I, again, it's the, that, that thing of Marvel where I'm just sort of yeah, like. It's not like as I'm interested. fine with them making more films, but. For the, I, I probably will only really get into Marvel films again when it's the Avengers. I, I can't be bothered to sit through like 10 years worth of origin films again. I will watch them mm-hmm. at, at some point. But it's, uh, yeah. yeah, I I think it's just because it's such a huge event and it's done now. And it's like coming back to it afterwards, just everything feels like a lot yeah. lower stakes. And I, I know that that's. I'm a guy who's like a big fan of like low stakes mm. films. I prefer them, if anything, to like the world's gonna end if we don't do this. I prefer the ones that are like, oh, my life's just gonna be crap if I don't do this. Like it's just gonna be worse off. Oh, that's more yeah. interesting. Then there's to me. there's there's Uncharted, which is Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Mm. Yeah, that's oh. October. Oh, like the young, younger, younger yeah. and older. I don't know exactly, oh, but that's cool. all no, I've really said. Bad. It's just Uncharted, it's Tom Holland and Mike Wahlberg, and it'll be October 2021 now. Uh, the Batman with Robert Pattinson's weird face in the mask. 
<laughs> Do you want to talk about yeah. that really briefly? Like, I love everything about it, but his weird, massive <laughs> forehead. What is going on? <laughs> why is it so big and why is it jutting out? This will like say it to What's this wrong? podcast's image just for this episode will be Robert Patterson's <laughs> forehead. How weird. <laughs> not not, not yeah, in the back. Just fit, just fit the name of the podcast in the forehead. Well, you can easily. <laughs> it's like instead um, of instead of Microsoft so, yeah, Word, that's... I use his forehead to do my signs for you. <laughs> it's 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 not even that big normally. It's just in that suit for some reason. It just juts out yeah, like crazy. Um... Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's how they do the multiverse now. Yeah. Which is why, again, which is why I really can't be bothered with the multiverse currently. Uh, I don't why? know. Just right now, I, I, I thought they could do so many more characters before they got into the multiverse. But I guess not. But yeah, that's true, yeah. I mean... They have only really quite lightly touched yeah. on the cosmic side. Uh, more, more importantly, they've only really lightly touched on the magical side, and then already yeah. they're multiverses and stuff. And like even that. then, Doctor Strange wasn't the best introduction to the magic side. Yeah, I, I heard a lot of people liking that. Right, movie. I, I do yeah, like I think it. I enjoy fine. the movie, but I still think the. Um, but yeah, I didn't mind the movie, but I think the whole magic aspect of it was pretty. Uh, yeah, it joins the swaths of average Marvel films to me. Like, I, you know, I, I just think for the most part, most Marvel films are just yeah. okay at best. Um, and then there's some standout ones that I really like. <laughs> yeah, mainly the Russo brothers. To be fair, um, you know, yeah, well, they did Community. Which, they did the Marvel of Community. Now, community. Oh, yes, please. Please, that that's an additional all recommendation. Please watch all of New Girls on Netflix now as well. <laughs> watch New Girl as well, <laughs> but watch Community first, mainly because I'd um, love to talk about that on podcast. Then there's Thor: Love and Thunder, which is now 2022. Yeah, which yeah, um, and we'll see Jeez. Natalie Portman playing a female Thor because he's no yeah. longer really Thor now. Um, and Thor, he is part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, again, like I want to be like, yes, that sounds sick, but I actually just part of me is just not. I want to be excited, but I just don't care quite as much as I used to. And even then, I didn't yeah. care that much. <laughs> to be quite honest, not in a mean way. Nothing wrong with it. It's just and then, all right, I suppose. The last one. With the with him being seventy seven years old, he's doing an Indiana Jones five. <laughs> what? Are they, are they finally going to they... hand it over to the greatest adventurer, Mutt James, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf? Let's go. I hope so. Yeah. How old is Shia LaBeouf now? <laughs> I don't know. He's like in his thirties. He's not that old. There you It'd go. be cool if they did. But, uh, there you go, Steve. 
that'd be sick. I'd be so down. I want Shire to make a comeback, but he is off busy yeah. making artsy films, so Indiana I doubt it. I think he hates Hollywood. Five. Set, set to come out in yeah, July 2022. <laughs> That's a while off. Yeah, the, the chances of Shire coming back are very minimal because he's like, he hates Hollywood now because of the way, like, he grew up Apparently in Hollywood. He really like wanted that, to so get out I of Star know. Wars and Blade Runner and all that. Although he really did enjoy the latest Blade Runner. Apparently, he really <laughs> wanted to get out so he could pl- do Indiana Jones again. What? He, he said it in an interview that he was just like, "Let me get out of this massive franchise movie so I can get into this into other this massive free. franchise movie." What the hell? <laughs> Harrison Ford's crazy. He's just so like. Oh, do you think he realizes that he's that old, or he does realize that in an action movie he has to be able to like move without breaking his brittle bones or what? Like. Because that was one of the things people said about the Irishman was the fact that like they yeah. de-aged everyone, but in like fight, in fight scenes you could still tell that it was Robert De Niro being a sixty-year-old yeah. man, I, or is he seven? I don't know. But it, it, it was the bit where he was kicking that guy on the side of the street, but he was moving like he was ninety years old or something. Robert De Niro, seventy-six <laughs> years old. Yeah, he's the only gangster who, when he's beating someone up, can actually take more injury than... <laughs> like, they got, back. um... Uh... Wh- what's his name? Who... Oh, who, uh... Harvey... I can never remember his last name, but he's 80 as well. Yeah. Harvey Cartel. He's 80. Yeah. He actually looked pretty good at it. Everyone in that... Everyone yeah. in that crew's old. Like, that's... Including Martin Scorsese, I always look at Martin Scorsese and I think, you are nearly, just, you're ever so slightly near the end. Just please be careful <laughs> doing anything. He's like the one kind of yeah. film, but I worry about him. I worry about him very much. That, that's, that, um, that is it. So, <laughs> that's it for films delayed. There are probably some others that I missed, me. They're the big ones. Wait. I wanted to really briefly talk about uh, this is kind of like a section of the show where I'm thinking we do recommendations um, for things that we really like. So I only, for me, because uh, you know the show's called Screen Connoisseurs, it can be anything. It can be literally anything as long as the screen's involved, including books. I'm going to say because you can use a Kindle as a screen. I'm going to recommend Dimension Twenty. Um, I think I've recommended this to every person I know in existence. Um, because it's just the, the perfect show to get you into like things like D and D and tabletop role playing and things like that. Yeah, you've watched. I think, some I, of it. I, think I started <laughs> the very first season before you, but then you just locker slammed it and overtook me like never before. <laughs> I would recommend that, and also Escape the Blood Key, which is season two. Um, I think the show does this really great thing of like mixing emotional drama with like just a bunch of people having fun. And I was speaking to our friend Ben about what makes it such a good show. And it genuinely is just the cast. The cast are perfect like opposites because they just feed off of each other with jokes and with drama and people like that. Like just even the DM, like they feed off of and everyone in that whole show bounces off each other perfectly 
and I think it's something that a lot of like D&D and role-playing game shows don't have I think it works really really well and it's just a tiny little recommendation from me because if you're not interested in like role-playing games and things like that, there's no point watching it or listening to it because it's just not going to be for you but if you want to try it out that's the best place to start for me because it's a really light-hearted entertaining form of tabletop role-playing game show essentially like there's, there's the other ones that are things like critical role where it's like <laughs> every episode is three hours long and there's 400 episodes in season one <laughs> like i don't know about you but that was really daunting for me to even start watching critical role to the point where i haven't i'll just like i listen to yeah. it in podcast form and even then it's just not really for me as a but show I, can't, I think i got like i think 40 episodes into it and then i was just like i'd rather play my own well, don't say that because I'm only two in, and I'm not like I'm not even that hooked. On it, so it, you you watch it because everyone else weird. watches it. Yeah, I for me, not my favorite show. Yeah, my favorite D and D podcast but... is The Pilgrimage of the Three. Um, no, <laughs> very <laughs> popular. <laughs> While we're on the subject, really briefly. Like one of our goals is to at some point do a podcast, a D&D podcast, um, and hopefully maybe even get to the point where it's like a video format and there's also a podcast format. Um, and I just thought I'd mention that because, you know, at some point that's hopefully a goal at some point once we've got enough support and, you know, money that we can guarantee that it's going to be decent quality and all sorts of stuff. And that's mainly why I'm recommending it because, you know, like, I love the show to pieces, but it's also just made me go, like, oh, it's a great way to tell big, huge, sweeping stories um, without needing a huge Hollywood budget, you know, like Game of Thrones. Like, you can te- you can tell that kind of story, and that's currently what's happening, happening on Dimension 20 right now, is they're doing, like, a, a political intrigue, uh, sort of high-risk... Uh, high risk of characters dying type of shirt right now and it's in D, but it's just a sort of riveting because you've got people playing characters right in front of you i mean you've not watched it i have i would recommend it to anyone and hopefully if you like it you might also say oh you know i want to i want more shows like that and that's kind of what our aim would be with that so let's point out anyway, on the recommendation budget things the babadook only got two million dollar budget correct Granted, all they do is stay in the house, but, uh... Cool. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's, yeah. It is an indie darling, isn't it? It's like a bit of a low-budget horror that went to, like, huge heights, considering what it was. Which are usually the best horror films. The best horror films The are ones that don't like have the money to splash and trash jump the scares, so... <laughs> yeah because they have to rely they have to rely more on mood and vibe <laughs> do you know what i mean rather than and they've usually got a lot more meaning behind them so that you know like the there's we'll talk about it more but one of the implications of the babadook is it's about depression uh that's yeah, right isn't it depression uh, that, that's like that? the main starting point yeah. and then it just how it branches off into like trauma uh, had the psycho- mm-hmm. uh, psychological effects stuff like that and uh, sleep deprivation yeah 
and that's that's the kind of thing that like works better with mood and vibe in my opinion which is again you know that's one of those things of uh, sinister is that that has a great mood and vibe um well anyway we'll talk about that next week in a bit more detail um have you got any recommendations you want to give well i know which one of them is i have multiple but for the save point of the start it will just be <laughs> astartes what did you think oh, okay. I was gonna say? that's an interesting recommendation I thought you were going to say that, was, that, that wasn't one, but do watch that. But now, my others were going to be Avatar The Last Airbender or um, Text to Speech okay. Emperor. Uh, that, I guess that's not. That, well, no, to be fair, Text to Speech <laughs> Emperor is just an introduction to the 40k universe, but com- pure comedy. It's just. Uh, I will say that's yeah, extremely yeah, yeah. But, niche but, like, the, the law, like, If you're interested in any of that, if you're interested in sci-fi... What's the thing is that maybe yes. they should watch Astartes. But Astartes is just done by one guy, I believe, with a Patreon. And he makes it probably five minutes, uh, two, two to three minutes of video. The latest one's about, what was it, seven minutes? And... It, it looks yeah. so nice, and he's he's now finally got offered contracts, so he's yeah. moving on. But uh, still support him, so he does more, and you will genuinely just enjoy it. Oh, so not, not currently he's going on a hiatus from it. But um. All oh, right, okay. Well, I'm surprised he hasn't been hired they, by. They're so Game jealous Bishop, of him. They've tried so many times to make their own. They're trying again. They released trailers for it. And it still looks so much worse than this one guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think there are genuine people out well, there. It's mainly know, the I... massive corporate ones. They just, they they just don't, like games as well. All the big like triple games. A lot of them. They just don't understand stuff. Is the only way I can describe it. They don't understand what people like look for or something. <laughs> Like a lot with games is they don't understand that people want to play a good game and not just get rinsed for money. With like game in Games Workshop's case, yeah, they seem to th- think themselves so high that they just. Just to clarify, real quick for everyone, Games Workshop, if you don't know what it is, is super nerdy tabletop game where you buy models, paint them up, and you you have wars between them. But there's a lot of lore extensive lore behind um, that as well but yeah Carry so on. in games workshop's case they're trying to make they're trying to do an anthology thing but they're like oh we know our laws cool we can do whatever we want with it and it's just now it's just insulting yeah but like the lore of that of that universe yeah. is just everything is garbage and everything is terrible and like that works that, that idea works really well for like anthology because it's kind of black mirror-esque like the idea of just like, everything is bleak the, the, and terrible and awful like, yeah it's like no word said in the Astartes <laughs> but the, one of the key law things is to one of the weapons in there to actually use one of the weapons you have to uh, swaff some incense above it and it activates the gun it allows it to be used but then whenever Games Workshop do like yeah. uh, 
some form of media. They're like, you must, you you must, you must walk to the incense above the gun. <laughs> Can you say that normally that's, without that's, the like, You must, you must <laughs> use this incense above the gun, and it's like you could have just. We know. No, we know. You could have just shown it. <laughs> Like, even in the Astartes thing, in the Astartes thing, you could see he was wafting it above, and you, you, you like, you see the, the gun turn on and stuff like that, so you're like, ah, okay. <laughs> you, you do say that, but then everyone else who's probably listening to this podcast who doesn't understand, like, basic lore like that. I guess like, so. I could just be being a, a, a boomer. <laughs> I could just be being a boomer. Right <laughs> I... No, I agree. I do agree. Like, with it, if you, like, we will watch it at some point. You, you yeah. What what you need is it, what you mean. What 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 you need to watch is the Ultramarines film. I'll watch that with you. You probably watched it ages ago. That thing is awful. <laughs> that that was the fil- that was the first film they made yeah. for uh, like for Warhammer. It was terrible. Really it was bad. So bad. Like. <laughs> we'll have to watch it at some point. Which does bring me now to yes, you've watched the film have. recently, haven't you? Um, oh. Well, no, 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 a different one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm to miss everyone. Pitch <laughs> what <perfect>. you watched. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, as many, anyone who listens to this who knows me will know that I Your love favorite Pitch Perfect. I think it's a great comment. <laughs> Shut the hell up, disgusting creature. <laughs> I don't think that Pitch Perfect gets any better <laughs> than the first one. I, I don't know, I still can't quite pinpoint what it is about the first one that makes it so good. Like, it's just a universally enjoyable film. Like, I'm not saying it's like an art piece. I'm not saying it's like, oh, wow, God, everyone should watch Pitch Perfect. It's such a great life-changing move it is it's it, it was fun. just fun <laughs> it's just really fun. and i think like i always you know cite as a big piece of evidence is that like my stepdad refused to watch it and then you watched it and then he was like no nah, i did enjoy it i liked that film and it's like i think anyone can enjoy it and i don't know i think it's just so well written comedically it's really I don't think there's any jokes in there where I don't laugh to be honest some of it's maybe a little bit like I know you like yeah, that one scene it, where uh, they bomb like, it um, <laughs> uh, I was being waited on for when uh, she vomits at first I didn't react at all because I thought it looked like beans but then it clicked that it was vomit and then I laughed about two minutes later yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know, I don't, I don't know why it clicked later that she'd vomit. I What about the, even in yeah, the that's, that's scene? Yeah, that's the scene I'm on about, sorry. Like, the, the, the later vomit, yeah, I was no, straight what? on to laughing at that. But it was just, the first vomit, I thought there was some weird thing to do with <laughs> beans. <laughs> so I didn't really respond. <laughs> Let what me see if I can find... Well, I'll show you later. It's, um... Yeah. It looked like beans. Beans? What? 
That's not why we're talking about Pitch Perfect, though. Pitch Perfect's a good film. Ignore the beans coming. <laughs> the discussion of beans is the, the cup why it's a great sucks. movie. I hate that um, it's no, now in every I... TikTok ever. You know the um the I, song wait, they it's do. On TikTok. The, uh, the, yeah, that that the Bellas song, yeah. not the one at the end, just the main song they do. That's that's now on a TikTok for some reason. Oh, it's in TikToks. Well, I that's the thing is that I think I think the reason the cup song suffered is because it, it's so deliberately supposed to be mimicked and like it was supposed to become like a craze. You can just sort of tell by the nature of it that that's what it was supposed to be. Um. Because it's so easy to recreate. So, like, every girl in, in our school yeah. did it at least once, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it's probably the worst scene in the whole film, to the point of where it's a little bit cringeworthy. And it's, I think it is just because of that. The rest it of the slams. film it's so rude. It's like, perfect. Like, Christopher Mintz Plass is just in there for some reason. Like, or McLovin. Like as he's called by most people I just think it's just a great fun movie and if you just want to have a laugh I just like I just like all the music the music's great I think that helps because if the music was terrible you'd be like why is the main draw of this I don't know why for the longest time (laughs) not watching Pitch Perfect I thought it was a dancing film yeah I know I mean, they do do dancing. Why you would think that? Yeah, they do do dancing. So I can I can understand why you would think that. To be honest, um, I have a question for you though. And this is really important, and it might decide whether this podcast can even continue because I might have to just not be your friend anymore. Um, who should have won the final sing-off? Like, who do you do you the think it, the winner was the correct winner or not? Yeah, because they finally got... Yeah, um, Treble should have won, right? Yeah, they finally got him to sing for his own. He he was so... I I feel like that's a controversial opinion, but they're so much better than, like, Bellas. So much better. And it's like... God, I love that song. And, yeah, just the fact that they brought him on the team (laughs) and he just belts out. Oh, my God, so good. I'm gonna have to watch I think we're again watching two I'm probably gonna watch it after this. Team. I'm not gonna lie. Watching it tonight. Uh, I apologize in advance for you having to watch that. Um, <laughs> I will say, one of the main, and this is gonna sound so bad, one of the main problems that I have with that film is the fact that that's the sound machine, which are like the antagonists of that film. Oh, yeah. They're all German. <laughs> so they. They do like some great songs. The problem is, is that it's all in German accents, so it almost ruins it to an extent. Like, like that. I don't know. It just I never got <laughs> quite got over it, Jack. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, I'll I'll see. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Pitch Perfect three. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> the one with Ruby Rose. Oh. Where, um, where, yeah, she, Ruby Rose. She, she can't be in it because um, <laughs> and the, and the, you know, I can't say that because that's a spoiler. I can't. Never mind. For, cer- for certain reasons with the film with Bon Shrek. 
she cannot be in that film because she. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a spoil. Oh, oh, okay, that is a spoiler. Yeah, I just figured out what you would. <laughs> I think, I think it'd be fine if you said because I thought you were going to say something much, much worse. I thought you were going to say that she couldn't be in it because of her own personal choices as a human being. Um. You, I thought you were oh, going to say because yes. she, she's gay. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if she's gay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she is. Um, anyway, the next thing that we do, definitely the both wretched. know we've watched is The Wretched. The film itself is wretched. Which is... <laughs> uh, not a huge fan. Um, outright, I am going to say that this film... As as a connoisseur, yeah, I'm never going to recommend you watch It had the same ant- yeah, like uh, poster as uh, Antlers, kind of. So I was like, I'll sate my Antlers desire with this, and now I'm sad. <laughs> For me, it was just like the idea of like, <sighs> like I, I'm going to say it's not worth watching because it's not bad enough. For it to be funny and it's not good enough for it to be good it's generally like i said earlier on in the pockets like it's just does it does the worst thing and it's just sort of boring it's like middling not very good like i never got bored yeah, I that's because i was watching you and we were, we were we were wise it's, um, we were goofing and wisecracking on it but it's like it's uh, on its I, own, I, I would never realize who the no. main character in it looks like. Yeah, who's the I've forgotten his name. Who's the main guy from Baby Driver? What's he called? Yeah, he looks like a, oh, a, a budget version of him. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he is the budget version of Ansel. I guarantee that he was probably <laughs> in mind. Will you please do this absolute trash? What what do you think, right? Apparently Guillermo del Toro produced on it. Or was a producer. Apparently he was a producer. Or like for the slightest bit. Apparently he had the slightest input on it. Not not a major not a major producer, but apparently he added something. What do you think it was? If you're, if you're saying that, then there's that yet more reason for us to not be excited <laughs> by anything produced by Guillermo I don't think Toro. he was on set doing stuff. <laughs> I think he just got asked. And then for that reason, they had to... In this film. <laughs> they, asked him, they asked him, do you know that the wretched... Do you know that the wretched <laughs> exists? And he went, <laughs> yes, yes, I know it Because I think and at the time he was too busy doing Death Stranding. <laughs> He's not even. Oh, the thing is, right, is that Guillermo del Toro is by no means. Oh my god, through my notebook across it. Is by no means. Is by no, no means a perfect filmmaker. But the amount of things he's got his yeah. name attached Fight to M9. is crazy. And I agree with you. I bet Fight he barely did anything. Every single film known to, to man. M9. What, wait, what if do you, you look at M9, he he's like listed well? as producer on almost every film to ever exist. It, it, yeah, but surely that's they don't publish that openly because that's a detriment to say it's. It's weird if you go on IMDb or what, whatever, <laughs> just go on any website and look at like what he's being a producer like, on, and you can go. Um, 
to like to, to anything. My favorite yeah. thing is you. Do you remember after it? That that film. <laughs> uh... Watch watch YMS's video on it, on it. Anyone who's at yourmoviesucks.org, watch yeah, his yeah, video what? on it. It's extremely comprehensive. Uh, but in all the trailers and all of the advertisement for that film, they deliberately don't tell you that I, I'm got grateful to do with for that it. film because it <laughs> ruined Jane Smith's career to the point where he turned to music fully. I I enjoy his music great. <laughs> we enjoy we both enjoy his music quite a lot, but they they deliberately hide hide the fact that M. Night's involved <laughs> so that at the end when it gets directed by M. Night Shyamalan you're supposed to go wow he's finally back this is amazing then you actually watch I don't, it I go, don't know well, no um, surprise I there. don't know why that, <laughs> this whole instance just reminded me of um, the visit film where we went through the whole thing thinking it was a serious horror film that turns oh. out it was a comedy <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm still convinced to this day that he did test screenings as a horror film and that everyone was absolutely pissing themselves laughing. <laughs> and then, then he went, oh, it's a comedy. Oh, and then changed it preemptively. <laughs> but it, 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 it should do. launched Jaden's music career, so it should get a Rightly so. Do you know what does have 100% on Ron Tomorrow's <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender? Every single season yeah. has 100%. This we're going to do an episode eventually, I promise. We'll, we'll probably do an episode season by season. And anyway, back to the film. That way yeah. people can relatively keep up. Anyway, back to the film. So, do <laughs> so I've got a few notes about it. Who's going first with their notes? Well, the characters we'll, we'll take one by one. You go for the Every single character is terrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got that here. I cannot uh, tell you any characters of them. Apart then... from Lily. I don't even know who that is. There's a, there's a scene where the main character is upset with the girlfriend of the dad and then he asks her for a ride home from work. And he doesn't apologize to her. It's just this horrible, awkward scene where she's like, I'll give you another chance, even though you were shit and didn't apologize. <laughs> and that's when I underlined cringy characters, because like every single one is so weird. Like they don't talk like people. The dad is probably one of the worst ones for sure. Um, and they don't talk like teenagers either. It's just so weird in general. No, the only character, is any character name I can remember like? is Lily, and I don't even know which character that was. Well, I know who that. I know who that is. That's the, well, the love interest's uh, daughter. I will. I will say to the, anyone listening, like, if you want to watch it just for more context for our discussion of it, but if not, we'll like, do our very, very best to. The uh, only thing that they had going for it was the. the the monster, the thing was at, at points pretty cool. Yeah, I had that down. Is that the the actual monster, which was like meant to be a witch, but it was a little bit more Wendigo-y 
combined with like a body snatcher i don't even know it was it was kind of interesting like quite unique to an extent essentially it was just some monster that would steal the skin of the women of the families essentially and then would make other members of the family forget about kids and it would kidnap the kids and steal them away so what, what, so what like, it was like a pocket do, dimension or something but then at the um, same time it didn't want to eat so yeah i mean i'm gonna, I'm gonna say right now i'm probably yeah. gonna make it sound way cooler than it actually is don't watch it if you don't want to waste an hour and a half of your time because it's really not worth watching um, we only watched it to it discuss was, it. The, the <laughs> monster was cool, they just wasted everything with it. Like, the rules, it had rules, and then it was like it didn't have yeah. rules. Mm-hmm. I, we'll talk about the ending in a second, because I think that's a big issue. Like, the, the end, I've put here, you know, weak weak final act yeah, like, I, the final act is just I put so bad dumb stupid like, ass it just falls apart <laughs> WTM <laughs> WTM um, so one of the things that I put is weird oh, music yeah. that was my first note uh, but that comes around that comes around to a more important one which is that this film is such a weird, such a weird tone. Yeah, what, what, what did I say? The like, music the sounds like it's from sense. Oblivion or something. Uh, the, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion. <laughs> yeah, which was a very accurate way to describe. Like, I'm going I'm to briefly explain, like, what, for those who might not know, tone is just like the vibe of the film. So, like, you know, in horror, you want it to kind of be spooky, obviously, because it's a horror film. Or, but then there's these first couple of songs at the start that are like so happy-go-lucky and kind of like indie teen movie, and it doesn't really. Well, I mean, it doesn't creep me out for one thing. It's like way too, like this is great and fun. <laughs> it really did not suit it at all. But it got worse when there was like the. Like the the monster would do something evil, and then the <laughs> evil music would play. And the monster like, plays. Yeah, really. she's so evil. And I'm, yeah, it genuinely. I think the music made yeah. it less scary because the, the music the was so cartoony. In general was pretty bad. Like the sound art for the actual thing was always really. The only way I can describe it is toned down. It's like it was supposed to be much louder yeah, but someone just went into mean. audacity and lowered all the tones on it or something. <laughs> um, like, have you got any more like main criticism? Because I uh, was gonna the main ones were talk about how the, we could the, fix the it. I've got some how everything, just the story in general of how you're supposed to go about it and the rules. Like, so, so it writes, it puts these runes down. I'm assuming the witch puts the runes down. I don't actually know who puts the runes down, but what do the runes actually even do? I, but, I don't know. I think it's just sort of like an oh, evil thing. Yeah. Like, like, it's like dragon. Uh, so yeah. like, so this dragon, monster sorry. would put them up <laughs> for no reason whatsoever other than I'm here. But then why would you put them all around a house yeah. as well? And then leading mm-hmm. on to it, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because then, image reverse. If, if this witch then goes on to do so... its thing and makes people forget, 
um, through scribbling out their eyes on pictures. Like, it, yeah, if, if it's going yeah, around to make there. people forget, how does anyone know to document stuff online on Google about this witch that makes everyone forget about its existence anyway? Uh, yeah. Just so people understand, like, the, I know I mentioned it briefly, but essentially the monster would, like, almost erase people from existence or something, but then it's really specific as to who can remember things, like, so the monster has to have whispered in your ear for you to forget something exists. So some people remember the kids and some people don't As remember the kids. That's for why the, the monster go around to literally like, um, every person in the, the, the place and just whisper into their ears. I, yeah, it's just a weird movie. The rules do need like a once over. And we'll talk about it a little bit more when it comes to the ending. Because I'm going to talk about it when we talk about fixing it. Because the ending is a serious yes. issue. So here's my pitch, Jack, to fix the movie. I'm going to do it <laughs> yeah. in one word. Yeah. Goosebumps. I'm dead to hundreds. Change it from a full-on adult horror movie. Change it to a young adult horror movie where it's like these cool kids. And I've put here so like. You want to cement the tone. You want it to be kind of like more like it, so it's more of an adventure film. Yeah, if you have a cool pocket dimension, so like adventure again, horror, the, the witch has a pocket dimension like, tree. If you have that, you want to yeah. go adventuring into that pocket dimension tree. You don't want to go into some house. Yeah, I want it to be about the spooky witch yeah. just outside of town. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what it's about. But it tries to make it really serious and not like as goofy as the movie actually ends up being. It's like a goofy movie that's trying to be serious, and I don't think it works very well. Whereas if you like hammered hammered home, this is like a goosebumpsy type film. You'd be like, oh okay, this is meant to be fun. It's meant to be like a bit spooky and a bit fun. Like, and I think the main thing I put here is like develop the town more. Like, I know they're at a seaside town because the, the the main character works at like the docks or, or whatever. But yeah. develop the town. I want to know everyone. I want to know the guy who owns the shop because then when the witch kills people, you're like, no, not the dog from the shop or not the shop owner. Because that that was one of the things I was going to give it credit for is that it developed no, that I'm month. thinking about you know, the it. One, the first they one only died. did it in a seaside town so they could do that very last shot. Name the uh, name any other reason for it to be <laughs> a seaside town. So I think that's a good t- time to address the ending. I just really quick want to say like that was a good part that I liked yeah. about it is that they developed that more before she died. Do you know what I mean? And they, Before they have we get to, to the kill ending, that actually, kid, that kid actually, died. Uh, <laughs> Just do the ending, and then I can say why the star also made no sense. So the ending, it's revealed that the whole time he had a brother. <laughs> um, that sounds confusing to even just say out loud right now, and I don't think I can explain how it works to you guys at all, because it would mean that she's spoken to a lot of people about how she doesn't have how he doesn't have a brother 
Um, so he would have had to speak to the dad, anyone who knew that the dad had two sons, all sorts of stuff. There was a lot of stuff unaccounted for, if I'm honest, just from like talking about it now. I'm, I'm thinking how much worse it is the more I talk about it. <laughs> but there's no like cut-off point, and it could have the been fact, a cool twist. The fact that he's forgotten implies that time. someone would have whispered to him. Not. Exactly. That implies that the witch has been around a lot longer. But in my head, I'm thinking maybe... Basically, the film is supposed to be a flashback, but that doesn't become very, very apparent until you remember the twist. It's not very well cemented that it's a flashback and that you're seeing it through the lens of the character. And I don't know how you would do that exactly, but they definitely need to cement that more so it becomes more obvious that this is like a subjective point of view, um, which would mean obviously no scenes that didn't have the character in. Um, yeah, the ending really screwed me over. Yeah, it was like, oh, actually, that's a cool that would twist. And then I kind of went, actually, mm, had at some point <laughs> whispered to the main character and then just pieced out. Yeah. But- but we've never Jesus. seen that happen. Throw my butter down. <laughs> but not just yeah. the main character. Yeah, we never see that happen. But not just the main character. The dad, the mum. Because uh, the mum never mentions the son. Um, the other the other son, sorry. His love interest never mentions that he's got a brother or anything along those lines. Like, that means the wish has got to everyone. Which is a... A big thing the, to just throw the, at The us. other pointless <laughs> thing was at the start of the film. A weird. The witch is eating a kid in the basement, but the witch the witch takes them into the forest and oh, then eats yeah. them into the, in her tree. But then at the same time, doesn't eat them in her tree. Who is that again? Was that someone that we should know? Basically, the film starts out with this whole scene of just some kid getting eaten in a basement, and this girl gets locked in the basement to get eaten as well. Does that have... No, I swear yeah, that gets addressed, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, who who cares about the ratchet of Basically, the Basically, if you want to watch Antlers, to try and deal this will your desire. It sucked ass. <laughs> A very specific need. It look, Jack, I'll be honest. So I think cool. that might just be a youth. <laughs> but then there's the other twist, which the witch. Oh yeah, they make still us alive. think that she's dead. Well, they make us think that she's dead. Through. But now, but now, the love interest is the witch. But there's no situation in which she could have become the, the yeah. witch. There's no si- Do you know what I mean? Because it shows them walking away. There's no... <laughs> when did that happen? I'm so confused. And when did it happen? Because you see her be in the tree when it sets on fire, gets rammed by the car. There never was. So was there two witches there the whole witches. time? Or... Who? Or Thanos is the only it's one with so the will enough That is very confusing, that part. Who knows? What? <laughs> what? 
chat. Yeah, well, not every Red film can just, be solved Red by Red been better if Thanos was right? in this film. Okay. Yes. Any film, any film would be better with Thanos. Mainly because Infinity he would reverberate through my spine as he spoke at any moment, but... Yeah, sorry, yeah, Infinity Warfare. Not Endgame Thanos, no thanks very much. Um... But yeah, that that's my set. That's yeah. my pitch for like fixing this movie. Just make it into a Goosebumps movie. Make it more for young adults. So like like that teen demographic. Yeah. Which means you can have a little bit of gore, like it has. You know, it has a bit of gore, but not gore. Um, you develop the town folk so that when one dies, you're like, no, I, I believe they I killed the shop my, owner. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I just reminded myself of that bit that in the, when I was saying that like. Bit. How is anyone? If everyone forgets, how is anyone alive to document this this witch? It just reminded me of the bit in Pirates of the Caribbean where they go. It's a siren. Uh, all that see her die, no one escapes, and then Jack Sparrow's like, "Then how do they know about her?" Or something. <laughs> the film was awful. Good point. It's a very good That's point. That's my verdict. Hey. If you if you're gonna watch it, watch it with someone else. Don't watch it alone. Definitely not worth the watch. You know, watch it watch it with someone you can like rip on it with for definite. Um, but it, bring, it brings me again to like that that sort of again the horror film. The most important thing in a horror film for me is that your characters aren't stupid. <laughs> and. On top of all the problems this film already had, it had a bunch of situations where the characters just saw some dumb stuff. I don't know, I think that was just... Was it because they killed... Yeah. It didn't mean any... Oh, that's what I was thinking, but then he had that vision of the forest, that the tree before they brought the deer home. That, but my initial thought was she came with the deer. Hmm. I have no clue. <laughs> I I wish I had a clue. I wish I could give you the answers, but that film is not nearly as thought out as I think we're giving it credit for. To be to be honest with you, <laughs> I think we're giving credit to a film that wasn't quite as thought out as it probably should have been. And I know this podcast is supposed to be more positive, and I want to finish it off by giving that it what it did well. For me, like for you, what did it do? Well. It I know my two well main well things. At some well. point, and the monster was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, the main things were, despite the fact that the third yeah, act was wasn't very hour, good, I think the, I the film was quite well paced. Hour twenty. Um, hour twenty-five. Yeah. And what I mean by pace is not even just the length, it's just like how it conveyed the story yeah. speed-wise. Like it it kind of, it kept going. Do you know what I mean? We're quite consistent, like just the terrible, awkward romance between the love interest and like yeah, forcing I, I an argument between the them point that of like ultimately the, comes the to nothing. <laughs> kid. His only purpose was so oh, yeah. he was nothing late came of any of to rescuing Lily. That's all. The thing is, as well, yeah. that you know, if it was Goosebumps, he'd be the bully kid, and he'd get <laughs> eaten by the monster, and we'd be go, yeah, okay, great, because <laughs> that's the only one want to get eaten by the monster. Genuinely, 
the things it did well are the things that I think they should have honed in on. So, like, developing that woman before she dies made me kind of go, oh, no, I don't want her to die. That's kind of messed up. You know, she's got two kids, she's got a family. I love how we didn't even know that the... the, the, the mom, Do that more. <laughs> the stepmom. It's not even stepmom, the, the lady. Just... Just died. Yeah. <laughs> she just, she just, somewhere else, <laughs> she just died. It was cool how they hang, how she hangs up the skins. I think that is another thing they could have yeah. played with a bit more is not yeah, knowing who the so witch obvious. is. Do you know what I mean? Like the witch could be anyone. But I yeah, mean, you know, not. like in it follows where it's like. Throughout the whole film, be a woman. Concept, like, <laughs> Apparently. is it is something walking towards the camera? Oh. Yeah, that is one of the best pieces of hard. Like, so, it, like, like, like in the first the thing where, where you the don't know who is infected, you just don't know. Yeah, stuff like that is some of the best things to do psychologically, horror-wise. In my opinion, is that fear fear of not trusting people. We should have had a scene instead of the whole like at the end. Oh, she was yeah. evil at the end. Like it should have been that he should be doubting. How did you know she's the witch? Like, he's not sure whether she, she drank was milk, a, a witch or whatever. The little lawn just sold. Yeah, bro. Yeah. She got milk. She got milk. And the flowers were dying. I am this. Flowers were dying. Too. I am that's, this that's eternal witch that's uh, for <laughs> since time. Uh, began. Haha, <laughs> gun go. Brrr. <laughs> yeah. I, she does just take bullets. Like, <laughs> I really. Like, I did make a joke about how I wish the witch would pick up the gat and just start going ham on him, but yeah. I was disappointed. Maybe if it was a Goosebumps movie. <laughs> anyway, it's. It genuinely was a pleasure to watch with you, only because we got to rip on it the whole time. It's a shame it wasn't a better film. Fingers crossed, Good. I'm going to find a new level of appreciation for the Babadook next episode. Uh, we'll be able to talk about that a bit more in depth. I think, in the nature of that film, <laughs> in the nature of that film, that film is going to be, we're going to talk about that a lot more for a lot longer, mainly because The Wretched doesn't have much to it. <laughs> Like, uh, all you can really talk about is how he would fix it and the things he did wrong. And I think, I mean, already you can recommend whether the Bible is worth watching. You think it's worth watching. Is that right? Cool. So, uh, for next episode, if you guys want to follow along, um, go ahead and watch it between this episode and next episode. If not, you're always welcome to just listen to it and judge from our discussion of it whether you want to watch it yourself if you're not too fussed about spoilers and things like that. Bye-bye. Um, until then, we'll...